Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, Sean Brennan, Chartered Accountants, has been in existence in Gorey for 37 years and Sean joins me on the phone now to share advice about effective tax planning and succession planning for businesses. Sean, over the past 37 years, you've had the opportunity to work with some of the county's most successful entrepreneurs. But what characteristics do they share? My most successful clients in terms of uh, profitability and expansion tend to be people who enjoy their work. So in reality, it's not a chore, um, it's a, a labour of love. But I also found that the people who are most successful are the people who are less demanding in terms of, um, I enjoy working with them. They're, they don't dwell on problems. They're, they're very much uh, upbeat and positive and, and uh, they're, they've got a lot of positive energy. They don't, they don't complain and they avoid people who complain. And uh, I think that is a, the secret of their success is the positive energy, I think, and uh, just um, nice people, you know. So. Now, Sean, of course, your practice is based in Gorey, and I understand that you have approximately 350 clients, but provide us with a flavour for the type of businesses and the type of industries and sectors that they represent. Well, I would have a good few clients in the hospitality sector, and what I mean by that is pubs, that would be wet pubs and restaurants and hotels and uh, also fast food um, outlets. And I would have a number of clients in the, in the uh, mobile home holiday park sector uh, in North Wexford. And, and I, had a, I would have a good few solicitor clients. And basically solicitor clients, it's a special area on the basis that um, you, you do the normal work for solicitors as you, as you do for other sole traders. Because solicitors hold money in trust for their clients, the Law Society um, um, uh, um, insists on uh, once a year uh, an independent carries out um, um, an investigation or an audit of the, of the solicitor's books and records to ensure that clients' funds are, not, are, are properly dealt with. And uh, we'd have very good experience um, uh, in, in completing those um, assignments. And Sean, of course, COVID-19 has caused incredible challenges for business right across every sector. So how have you and your team there at Sean Brennan Chartered Accountants assisted your clients to navigate their way through the pandemic? We would have taken a proactive approach to helping clients to, um, to apply for the wage subsidy. Uh, to apply for the uh, tax warehousing, to apply for the rates, the, 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 a rate uh, refund. Uh, the rates that were paid in 2019 were refunded in 2020, but that, that had to be applied for. We applied for that for clients, and we applied for the restart grant, which was a grant of 2500 uh, to go towards um, maybe IT or something, to, you know, to set them up so that they could be remote, they could work remotely or whatever. All of the all of the supports, we would have taken the initiative and we would have contacted the clients and we would have pointed out to them what supports were available to them and we would have ensured that we would have, we would have done it for them, basically. And Sean, I know that two areas that the practice specialises in are tax planning and succession planning. Starting with tax planning, this is often perceived as being a very complex area for business owners. What should effective tax planning involve? First of all, not every company has the ingredients to enable for proper tax planning. First of all, you have to, you have to be making profits. If you're not making sufficient, a lot of businesses, they'll be making a certain amount of profit that will justify a reasonable salary for the directors. And in those situations, there's very little scope for tax planning. <laughs> but where a company has got significant profits, then there is scope. But it depends on the, on the particular circumstances and the particular company. 
and uh, it could be it could involve um, uh, it could involve say some kind of re- restructuring of shares or share buyback or or um, it, it really depends. You have to see the you have to see the, the the company structure and the circumstances of the directors to come up with a, a bespoke plan. One of the simplest tax planning techniques is, is company pension plan. And ba- uh, so basically, what happens is the company sets up a pension plan, and that and that can be that can that can be a normal pension plan whereby the funds are the pension contributions are contributed to an insurance company who manage the funds. Or it could be um, a self-administered pension fund, whereby you set up your own pension fund, which is um, which is controlled by you. And basically, what happens is the company makes a contribution uh, to your pension fund, and it gets tax relief. And then, when you come to retirement, 25% of that fund is tax-free. And of course, Sean, moving on to succession planning, it's often something that many business owners neglect. Is the next generation coming into the business or are they going to build this business with a view to selling it off and exiting it at retirement age or before it? What advice have you got for businesses when it does come to succession planning? Well, the advice would be to um, start early and you can, you know, you can even make provision. When a, when a company has been established in, in, the, in the beginning, uh, even at that stage, you can make provision for succession planning by, um, by creating, uh, you know, different types of shares. And maybe the, the children will be um, allocated a certain share, which mightn't have any voting rights, but might have equity rights, so that their value, the value in, uh, their value in the company increases as the company's value increases. So that eventually, when they those shares, um, when when the, the business is passed over to them, they've already received the gift, so that there's no capital acquisition tax. Um, so what would happen in that situ- situation is the, the the father or father and mother might might um, they might own the voting shares, so they control the company, but the children own the equity shares, so they um, they don't control the company, but they own the company. Um, so when it comes to then the, the eventual transfer, there's no value being transferred to them because they've already owned those shares. One of the problems with succession planning is. Um, you might have a situation where um, uh, the guy who built up the business, he started the business, he built it up, and it's become his life. And he, he's very reluctant to, to, uh, to, uh, to face up to the, the possibility that someday he needs to pass that uh, business, sell that business or pass it on to somebody else. And Sean, in a situation whereby the next generation aren't coming into the business, but maybe two options are available to the owner. Number one, to sell it off to a management team, or secondly, to actually just enter the sales process and exit it that way. What advice have you got for business owners regarding those? Most of the sales that I've dealt with are where, where this, the, the uh, business will be sold to an independent third party. And then there's a question of do they sell the shares in the company or do they sell the assets? Does the company sell the assets and then the money is left in the company and then extracted from the company in some tax-efficient manner? Or do they, does the director sell the company, um, uh, sell the shares in the company to the, to the person who's buying it and then maybe have to give certain warranties and um, uh, to ensure that if any liabilities crop up, that that the um, that the seller is will um, will indemnify the purchaser. So, um, yeah, but I, I, my preference would be to sell uh, the assets. Uh, in, in most cases, that the company would sell the assets, uh, and then there's no warranties or, or no um, there's no contingencies in that situation. And then the funds are held in the company, and then it's a question of um, of um, seeing some way of extracting that, maybe liquidating the company and paying capital gains tax on the. Or the surplus funds, or, or depending on what the, what their um, uh, 
something can be done to minimise the taxes and the extraction of that money from the company. Finally, as we look to the year ahead, and of course with 350 clients across the county, you're ideally placed to gauge the sentiment of the local business environment. So what are your clients saying about their hopes for 2021? It's very hard to plan. You know, I mean, I'm at the moment I'm asked to uh, do up some projections for the bank for a client reorganisation. But I mean, I did projections there um, before Christmas, and it was based on the business starting uh, thing that the business will go back in business in January. And now, now it could be March, it could be April. You know, so we don't know. You're, you're trying to plan something that that you can't plan. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Sean Brennan of Sean Brennan Chartered Accountants in Gorey, and I'd like to thank Sean for joining me on this morning show. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.